Welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Hello. Are you guys ready to learn today? Today, I really am going to do a bit more of a deep dive into hormones and really share. It's going to get a little bit sciencey, I'll, I'll admit, but hopefully you guys are in it. Hopefully you guys want to learn. This is going to be geared towards the females, but of course, any guys are more than welcome to join if they want to learn about what's happening <laughs> for their lady every single month. And so hopefully today is going to be packed with a ton of new information to help you better support your body. So today we're going to be learning all about cycle syncing and what that means and how our body has these natural hormonal fluctuations throughout each of the phases of our cycle. And of course, too, this influences how we feel, right? We are feel a little bit different during our cycle at different phases. And so I really want to give you guys you ladies, a lot of insight about what specific hormonal fluctuations we are experiencing at certain times and also how to better support our body through them and kind of adjust our nutrition and our fitness and our lifestyle to kind of make ourselves feel a lot better and also optimize our performance. And that's what cycle syncing is. It's taking account of what hormonal, natural hormonal fluctuations we are experiencing in the different phases of our cycles and also how we can better support our body so that we feel better, right? We reduce any PMS symptoms. We can really optimize what we're doing in that time, right? Optimize our performance in terms of work or productivity or, or fitness. And that's what we're going to do a deep dive into today. So there are more than 50 different hormones in our body. Crazy, right? And a lot of people don't even think about these. A lot of people don't even know what these hormones are. But that being said, like our hormones play a huge, huge role in how we feel and how our body functions and how our systems communicate and how we also perform, right? So this is exactly where balancing our hormones has a huge impact on not just our weight loss and our body composition, but also our energy, our focus, our productivity, right? Our motivation, all of these different things. And so we are diving deep into two hormones specifically. These are most prominent in terms of our cycle. And these are the ones that we're going to kind of dive deep into where they really fluctuate depending on where we are in our cycle. And that's going to be estrogen and progesterone. So these are probably like, if you're a female, you've heard of these. You may not really know too much about them. Maybe you don't quite know what the level should be or how they kind of impact you. But that's what we're going to be talking about today because I want you to be familiar with your body. I want you to know what the heck is happening every single month. And unfortunately, so many women too, they have this really negative relationship with their period. But as we've talked about previously, like A, you shouldn't be feeling like absolute garbage around your cycle. You shouldn't be struggling with major PMS symptoms. Typically, these are kind of red flags. Even though PMS is common, it doesn't mean that it is normal and that it, your body cannot be better supported and you can't also optimize how you feel. It's 
actually sad how many women don't even understand their bodies. We barely learn anything in school in terms of our health and women's hormones and our cycles and like what's actually happening. And we have this really negative relationship with where it's like, fuck, I have my period. And it's like this ordeal. It's this annoying thing. But like our menstrual cycle is a key indicator for our health. It gives us so much insight. And it is also such an important process from the body. And again, you don't have to have it be this like horrible part of every single month. And when we can actually learn how to work with our body better and how to better support our body and how to optimize our hormonal balance, then we don't have to have our menstrual cycle be this annoying thing, frustrating thing every single month. That being said, this is again also why hormonal balance, having balanced hormones, right, is a very difficult for females versus males because not only are we having certain hormones that are on this kind of 24-hour cycle, right, but we're also dealing with these hormonal fluctuations, these natural ideal hormonal fluctuations throughout every single week throughout the month, right? Each week, things are going to change. And so therefore, too, this is where balance means different things depending on where we are in our cycle. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So as I said, we're going to be doing a deep dive into estrogen and progesterone um, in particular. And so this is where depending on like we have our menstrual cycle is kind of in four phases, four predominant phases, right? We have our menstrual phase, right? So that's going to be kind of that day one to five. That's what most people kind of refer to as their period. And that's where most of us kind of know what those days are, obviously. After the menstrual phase, we have our follicular phase. So this is where it is pre-ovulation. Ovulation, right? So it's between our menstrual phase and ovulation. And so this again is going to be kind of approximately day six to 14. If we're kind of looking at an average of a 28 day cycle, which is kind of normal for most people, it may be a little bit longer or shorter and stuff, depending on the individual, right? There is some kind of variability there, not too much, but it's roughly around that 28 days or that month cycle. Now, Again, we have our menstrual phase, we have our follicular phase, and then we have our ovulatory phase. So this is where, right, we ovulate. And now after that ovulatory phase, we have our luteal phase. And so the luteal phase, again, is like, is after ovulation. So that's kind of how we have those four phases. So menstrual phase, follicular phase, ovulatory phase, and luteal phase. So you kind of have those four phases and they're pretty easy to kind of remember because we have menstruation and then we have ovulation. Those are the key kind of like events of our cycle. And so again, the hormonal fluctuations really change depending on if we are kind of in that menstrual phase or if we're in kind of more that like around ovulation. And what a lot of people don't realize, right, is that we have these natural fluctuations with our estrogen and progesterone. And progesterone is actually what increases after ovulation. So when we ovulate and a egg or whatever is it fertilized, right? Then that's where it kind of disintegrates and then it ends up producing progesterone. And that's where we know after ovulation, that is when our progesterone rises. So again, a lot of the times people are dealing with low progesterone levels and they're not even ovulating. And so again, they're wondering, okay, why are my progesterone levels low? And it's like, well, you're not even ovulating. So therefore too, you're not getting that natural rise in progesterone. Now, 
Again, these fluctuations, these changes in our hormones can really influence how we physically and mentally feel. And therefore too, that's why you may notice certain times of the month, you have lower energy. You're not feeling as good. You're not feeling as motivated. And so we're going to kind of do a little bit of a deep dive so you can really understand how to actually adjust your nutrition and your fitness and your lifestyle around it to work better with these natural hormonal fluctuations. So let's get into things. Phase one that we're going to be talking about, days one to five, this is your menstrual phase, right? This is where most women are very familiar. They know when they're in their menstrual phase. Now, this is where estrogen and progesterone are low right? So your hormones are low. This is where you can also notice you have lower energy. You don't feel as good. You're kind of like meh, right? Because both these important sex hormones are lower levels. And so this is again, where energy levels will be at the lowest in this phase. And so we can work with our body to really adjust not only our nutrition, but also our exercise. So focusing on like still moving your body is really, really important, but kind of going on longer walks, right? Go for some walks in nature, go spend some time outside, right? Focus on gentler movements and kind of lower intensity exercises. This isn't when you're going to be doing a marathon <laughs> or wanting to do a marathon, or you're going to be pushing yourself at the gym and trying to hit new PRs, right? Again, you want to slow down. You want to rest. Use this time to kind of reflect and kind of think about certain things. And this is a really good time to also change your nutrition and focus on really like easy to digest foods, warming foods like soups and stews, right? A lot of anti-inflammatory nutrients can be helpful in this phase to help reduce cramp and then also iron-rich foods, right? Because again, you're shedding that endometrium lining, right? So that's where you also want to, the lining of the uterus, you're also wanting to replenish those, that iron as well. And that's why, again, a lot of women, if especially if you're estrogen dominant and you deal with heavier cycles, it's really easy to become anemic as well and have low iron levels, right? Because we're also decreasing our iron stores through that monthly bleed and stuff. So really focusing on your nutrition, again, can help support your energy levels, can help reduce cramping, can help reduce inflammation, and just help you feel a lot better too. And focusing on those easy to digest warming foods as well. Now, next phase, right? After you're done your menstrual phase. This is where we go into the follicular phase. And so this is going to be about day six and day 14. And so this is where, right, estrogen and progesterone are on the rise. This is where you're kind of feeling a little bit better. You have a bit higher energy. You're noticing you're more productive. You can think clearer, right? You're kind of more focused as well. And so again, like you're not quite at your peak yet because you're kind of getting to that ovulatory phase, but you're noticing some improvements. And so again, stamina will still be low, but you're going to feel a little bit better. And so this is where kind of like heavier weight training can be helpful, really making sure you are resting in between. You're not doing anything like anything super, super high intensity, right? But we're still moving our body and we can start kind of lifting heavier and pushing ourselves more. Now, in terms of food, really focusing on high quality protein, really important. Also really estrogen supporting foods, right? Foods that are going to to help with that natural kind of estrogen detox, right? Cruciferous vegetables are really kind of helpful here. Foods that are really rich in like DIM or indol 3 carbonyl, right? To really help with that estrogen metabolism. This is also where 
a lot of like vitamin E foods can be helpful, right? So like sweet potatoes, extra virgin olive oil as well, leafy green veg, what are some other recommendations? Seeds, again, to really kind of help support those growing follicles. And so that's where again, our nutrition is kind of supporting our body and supporting a healthy ovulation. And so again, we can adjust certain things to kind of make our body feel safe and make our body feel nourished and also help support that balance of hormones. If we are dealing with like too high estrogens and we're not detoxing excess estrogens effectively, this is where we can run into estrogen dominance. And this is again, where a lot of people notice those PMS symptoms. So these foods, these adjustments, right? These changes in your nutrition can help you reduce PMS symptoms, help your body feel better. Also optimize ovulation as well. And so again, this is where working with our body can be a game changer for our overall quality of life, especially for women. Now, after your follicular phase, this is where we go into that next big key event for our cycle, right? And that's ovulation. So this is where estrogen peaks and testosterone and progesterone both rise, right? And then we have ovulation. And so that's kind of that key event that really starts progesterone to be kind of more dominant in that kind of secondary part of our cycle, that later half, right? So beginning half, estrogen's more dominant, later half, progesterone's going to be more dominant. And so your ovulatory phase is about days 15 to 17. And so this is again where estrogen ends up peaking and then progesterone ends up becoming more dominant after in that secondary phase. And this is where you probably feel your best, right? Ovulation, your body's going to give you a ton of energy. Your confidence is going to be highest, right? This is your body's peak energetic state. And so you really want to adjust not only your workouts, right? But also you can do a lot in terms of your just like career and certain habits or social events during this time, because you're going to feel your best. Your confidence is going to be high. Your energy is going to be high. And so again, we can really adjust are like certain things that we do in terms of business or our careers or even socially to really work with our cycle. So we know like, okay, this is when I'm on it. This is when I feel my absolute best. And again, same thing goes with your workouts. So this is exactly where you can focus on kind of higher impact exercise, kind of more explosive movements, right? Really pushing yourself, have some fun, right? Like if you're somebody who really enjoys kind of group classes, this is where kind of like something higher intensity, like spin will help you. Um, you can kind of do that and your hormones will help you have that motivation, that drive and that energy for this kind, those kind of workouts and stuff. In terms of nutrition, what do you do with your nutrition in your ovulatory phase? You really want to continue supporting your liver and that estrogen detox, right? So estrogen is at that all-time high, but we want to really kind of support it so we don't end up dealing with these dominant estrogen levels when progesterone should be dominant. Now, this is also where water and fiber is also going to be essential for that natural detoxification, right? That's how our body actually eliminates a lot of those excess estrogens. Um, you could also include a lot of like vitamin B rich foods or like a B complex supplement and stuff. And then whole eggs also can. So whole eggs, quality meats, whole grains as well. These are going to be rich in like B vitamins and they can really help support that healthy ovulation too. And when we know we're going to be like kind of ovulating, we can adjust our nutrition to really kind of support healthy ovulation, therefore healthy progesterone levels too. Now, next phase, 
luteal phase. This is kind of where a lot of people start noticing those major PMS symptoms. And so again, like estrogen and progesterone levels are high, right? If we're dealing with estrogen dominance still, right? When both hormones should be high, but progesterone should be a bit more dominant at this point, it's going to start tapering down. But if we are noticing we are estrogen dominant all throughout our cycle, this is again where, and like it's not kind of tapering off, right? PMS symptoms tend to mean that estrogen isn't tapering off before ovulation properly and it remains high. And then we also notice like later on, during before our cycle too, we had noticed a lot of those PMS symptoms. In your luteal phase too, you're also going to be less insulin sensitive. And so again, this is where we may notice a lot of kind of like blood sugar imbalances, some more cravings, that kind of stuff. Really important to increase your omega-3 kind of fatty acid intake, right? Those anti-inflammatory fats, those healthy fats to really kind of support inflammation. As I mentioned earlier, we can follow an anti-inflammatory diet or include anti-inflammatory foods to help reduce cramping. Cramping and like menstrual pain, right, tends to be due to inflammation. And so really paying attention to the foods that we're eating to help support that. Magnesium-rich foods too can really help specifically with cramping too. So paying attention to that. Another thing too that I often hear is chocolate cravings, right? Right before your cycle. And sometimes this can actually be due to magnesium deficiency. So again, paying attention to your carbs, paying attention to how you're balancing blood sugar, right? Going to really help with energy and cravings. Also making sure that we are supporting it, reducing inflammation. So we're including kind of anti-inflammatory nutrients or supplements. I'm also reducing inflammation as much as possible to help reduce any pain and cramping, right? These common PMS symptoms. And then also including magnesium-rich foods or magnesium supplement. And this can really help with reducing cramping again, helping relax the body and muscles and everything, but also helping reduce chocolate cravings, which is super, super common. Sometimes it can be habit. Sometimes it can actually be a nutritional deficiency. So hunger levels will naturally kind of increase and peak at this time too, right? So it's normal to feel that you are craving a bit more food, but again, you should notice a bit of an increase, but nothing like crazy drastic. If you're battling cravings all day and you're having like uncontrollable, unsatiable hunger, typically there's kind of some support that needs to be given to your body. And this can be due to kind of improving your overall nutrition and balancing out your diet, addressing any nutritional deficiencies. It could also be due to just simply balancing your blood sugar and stuff. So really paying attention to how you're feeling, how to support your body and adjusting if you need to. Now for exercise, right? Your body is preparing for another period. And so you might notice your energy levels start kind of dropping gradually. And so this is where like, yes, moving your body daily is still going to be important, but we can focus on not like super high intensity workouts, more kind of like moderate activity. This is where strength training and resistance training is super helpful, right? Because it's not super high intensity. It's not like sprints. And so strength training, resistance training, really, really great. Um, you can kind of listen to your body and kind of focus on, okay, how much weight can I push or how much rest do I need in between sets? Other types of exercises is like kind of like doing more kind of like body weight stuff or like Pilates and stuff can also be really helpful. Now, again, our hormones are very complex. 
And so it isn't like if you're noticing certain things where you're certain you're struggling quite a lot, right? That's where, yes, we want to adjust. We want to nourish your body. We want to adjust your nutrition or exercise. And like, we will notice these certain changes and these shifts. As I mentioned, like you will notice your energy peaks at certain points, or you'll notice it's lower at certain areas and stuff, or you may notice that you have some cravings or you're less insulin sensitive at certain phases. But that being said, it shouldn't be standing in your way of functioning day to day. And this is where like, yeah, we can work with our body and we can cycle sync. But like, if you're noticing that you have your menstrual phase and your energy levels are so, so low that you don't even want to get out of bed, then it's like red flag. (laughs) That's like, yeah, your energy levels should dip, but not to a drastic point where you still can't do certain things that you want to do. And so working with your body can help because again, we can be, as I mentioned with the specific nutritional recommendations and supplement recommendations and even exercise recommendations, we can kind of help support certain possible issues that we may run into around those phases and make those adjustments to feel a bit better during those phases. But again, like if you're dealing with major hormonal imbalances or you're dealing with these kind of underlying issues, then it's like there may be some other things that you'd like to do during these phases and to really kind of support your body and reset your body. And so just know too, like when it comes to our hormones, specifically for women, it is a bit more complicated than just being like, okay, like what are my estrogen levels and my progesterone levels at this phase? It's also how are they fluctuating? throughout the month. So pay attention to those things, really kind of start tracking your cycle. This is where certain apps, like I mentioned one in my Instagram stories earlier, the Flow app, that's the one that I tend to recommend to people because it's super kind of user-friendly. It's straightforward. It's completely free too. They have a ton of little easy, great resources available on there as well. So you can find certain apps like that and you can really kind of track your cycle and track your symptoms and start noticing these potential patterns and really learning your body. And so again, the reason why I want to have this conversation is obviously to make you feel better and also be able to optimize your performance, but also for you to understand like there's a lot about our body that a lot of us have no idea about. And I want to encourage you to start listening to your body more and learning your body and asking yourself these questions about like, okay, how can I adjust my nutrition and my fitness right now or my lifestyle, my social life, right? Like to better work with my body. Because again, like so many people are so disconnected by what is happening through their body. And they, even they, in terms of like our cycles, a lot of women have this very negative relationship with their menstrual cycle. And it's a natural, healthy, (laughs) ideal part of you and your health. And again, like it shouldn't be this massive ordeal. And so when we start actually understanding our body, being able to listen to it, being able to work with it, and also knowing like we do have a lot of power still to optimize our lifestyle and our performance and how we feel by understanding our body better, then again, like it doesn't have to be this obstacle. It can also work in your favor and it can really help. So once again, looking at your cycle and maybe being like, hey, like I know I'm going to feel absolutely phenomenal and have this great confidence around my, like around ovulation. So you know what? I'm going to book speeches or I'm going to book events or I'm going to book big, like kind of group setting kind of meetings 
right? Because you know your confidence is going to be highest. So again, you can get frustrated with your body or you can work with your body and you can take these things into consideration and ask yourself, okay, like how do I help myself feel as best as possible and use this as this opportunity to optimize my performance and use it as a tool? Cycle syncing at the end of the day is a tool. And it's something that if you want to be a high performing, successful woman, right? If you want to optimize your performance and your productivity and how you feel, you got to understand your hormones. (laughs) You got to understand your body. And again, we have so much of this untapped potential and this opportunity by simply learning our body and being able to work with it a lot better. And again, like we look at these certain things like our cycle as this downfall. But again, we can really shift that mindset around that and be like, hey, like this is actually like a tool. And this is actually like I can work with my body and I can optimize things so I can perform at an even higher level. And I can know how to adjust my nutrition to feel my best and adjust my workouts to do my best and adjust my work so I can do the most. (laughs) So really, if you take anything from this conversation right now, please just take some time to listen to your body, learn your body and understand like, again, we, we aren't taught that much in school at all <laughs> about our health, <laughs> sadly. And a lot of women have no idea even like what estrogen and progesterone are or what fluctuations occur or like what is actually happening in their own body. A lot of women are very disconnected from their own body because they never have been taught and they've never taken the time to sit down and listen and learn. So if anything, if you can get anything from this conversation, just know you have so much still untapped potential within you, within your body that you haven't just simply learned yet. And I hope this drives you to dig deeper. I hope this drives you to listen more. I hope this drives you to want to learn more and just reconnect with your body so you can really optimize your health, optimize your performance, and optimize your life. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Cork. Until next time.